変身Apple Dumpling Gang rides again here at Common Ride with me. I'm your host Kip. With me is James Baker or Copsake Senpai. Hey, what's up, Senpai? What's good, bro? Uh, not much. It's been just a very muggy summer, it feels like. A lot of hot days lately. I feel yeah, it. Down here in Central Florida, it really hasn't felt like summer in a long time. A lot of uh, hurricane-type weather, so... I haven't been oh. on the beach in like two months. And uh, we also had this thing called Red Tide. I'm not sure if you have that where you're at, but it's like when like the oceans feel like dead sea life. I've like been in Red Tide, I think, on like a vacation before. That was not good. Yeah, so summer's been shit where I'm at. So got the summertime sadness. <laughs> Shout out to Lana Del Rey. Yeah, we're, like, debating if we're going to end up going to the movie theater this summer, because, like, we said, like, oh, we'll definitely see the Green Knight, but we're still not feeling good about, like, being like in, like, a movie theater yet, so. Yeah, we're I like, want ah. to see that, but the way my work schedule's set up, I will have to go before work, and I think the little uh, art uh, house that I have near my house stopped showing it, because they rotate films pretty frequently. So I think I missed my op, but uh, a few weeks ago, I recently bought a projector and I have a projector screen now. And so I may have to pirate it and have like a little film session for my for myself for my day off. We'll see. I definitely had um a couple of years ago when I was like just out of college, I um worked like nine jobs, um, nine jobs. Jesus. So I had like three of them on the same street. So what would happen is like from like six to nine, I would work at a coffee shop from like nine to like one or two. I'd work at a bookstore and like it was like the coffee shop was like across the street from the bookstore. Then like half a block up was this like small indie movie theater. And like I'd work there from like two to like ten. That's cool. And I uh, saw lots of like. Any movies like that way, and like it was like a lot of fun, but also uh, like it's the kind of thing too where it's like really inconvenient to see movies for the most part because they're always like playing like at the worst time. It feels like if you're not like on like a nine to five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely but, don't work at nine to five. So my film watching has to consist on either my days off or before work, which can become hectic. But somehow I remain balanced throughout the, throughout the chaos. But I do want to see Green Knight though. I have a I have a great thing. Yeah, no. Um it's kinda like what else is there right now though? Like Fast Nine <laughs> came and went. Uh yo, I completely miss Fast Nine, but I love the memes about family. <laughs> Those shit they've been keeping me entertained through all this madness, I, I must admit. <laughs> yeah, no. We got to Fast Seven before my girlfriend was like, Yeah, like, I'm not doing this anymore. And I was like, Okay. Fair. Last- the last one we saw was Hobbs and Shaw, which wasn't horrible and uh, kind of had me stoked to see Fast 9, but I've missed so many, so I don't even know like how the timeline works. And after I saw that, what's the kid's name from Tokyo Drift? Han? Yeah, Han. That shit took me out in the trailer. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> the timeline of Fast is so weird because like, it's basically all about that dude because they like make four through six take place after one and two, but before three, just so he can be in them. Yeah. And he was only dead for like one movie. Like same with like uh Michelle Rodriguez. Like she was dead one movie, then they're like, nah, it's alright. She can go back. We like her. Plays D D with Vin, so gotta bring her back. Yes. Yeah, kinda hard to keep up with, but I'll see it eventually. Maybe. <laughs> How do you feel about Black Widow? Because like I saw that and I was kinda like, ah. So Honestly. I saw it, and it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Felt 
kind of dated to be honest um i didn't really see like the need for the film to come out just like a lot of other fans did but it wasn't horrible but uh it really didn't do anything for me and even like the mid-credit scene uh yeah was even dated because supposedly this is supposed to come out before uh falcon and winter soldier and yeah. <laughs> I, I guess think that it still kind of makes sense but that just shows you like how fucked up like you know COVID had everything but still even though it was out of place it didn't feel out of place so I mean it was fine but I didn't love it no it's like I guess the whole thing was like there's a character in that that's gonna like appear and stuff and like be around which is like cool but I also think that it was basically like this weird case of like, oh, it's a female-led movie, so it's like super half-step it as far as like this character, um, spoilers, is n- like dead in the fiction by the time this movie comes out. So like nothing that happens is gonna like matter, matter. Like it's not gonna matter while they're around to like interact with it. You know, like it was more like this movie sets up our TV shows. Yeah, exactly, and. For me, I wasn't really comic book heavy with any of these characters. So if this was my first time encountering a person that we saw in the mid-credit scene, I would have been kind of lost. And I would have hit straight to like Reddit or to YouTube to figure out who this person was. So I'm kind of glad that my first experience with the character was actually through the television shows. So it kind of worked out in Disney's favor. But uh, I also wasn't really like hyped when I saw her show up. I'm kind of like, oh, that's a chick from, you know, she's setting up the Thunderbolts. But uh it is what it is. I mean, like, it does kind of feel like all their movies for the ne- like foreseeable future are like being sacrificed in a weird way, where it's like Shang Chi's like always felt weird, like Eternals always felt weird. What's going on with Spider Man? So like, it's going to be like what, like by Doctor Strange or whatever they do with like the new Wakanda Forever movie that they're doing without T'Challa in it. Like, it's like wild. Like, there's so much weird stuff going on like right now with them you know yeah disney has so much shit going on right now and i feel like it's gonna hopefully it doesn't backfire but like they just released the uh did you get a chance to see the star wars visions trailer that came out uh yeah i did yeah i mean it looked cool um i tweeted that it kind of gave me like the animatrix vibes i'm not sure if you're familiar with that but uh it made me think of like the halo anime like collection that was five shorts by visionary directors in the halo universe yeah, and that's exactly what the animatrix was. Um, did you ever get a chance to check that out? I I might be showing did, my age with that one. Because that was like heavy on like Adult Swim back in like the early yeah, 2000s, right? So so it was on it was on Adult Swim, but it was like a, uh, a supposed to be like an exclusive DVD release to like follow up. I believe it was Matrix Reloaded. I'm not sure if it's Resurrection or not, but it's pretty much the same thing. It's like an anthology series of like other things that happened on or happened in the matrix. And it kind of feels like that's what's going on with, uh, star Wars visions. And it's just crazy how history repeats itself <laughs> because it's just Disney saying like, okay, we're giving how many series is it? Like five to nine different mini series. And it's just yeah. giving like different directors a chance to like make an animated star Wars one shot, <laughs> which is cool. But the thing about Star Wars is like the fan base is so like you know like super like strict about how you treat the canon so that's always they the first just need to question make like that. ultimate Star Wars or some shit like just like oh and here's this other version of the universe it's like 86% the same but like different stuff happens like you know yeah like it's okay to like make like off shots like okay this is just for fun you know what I mean? Like this isn't really serious, and I kind of went into what if thinking that uh, that's what they were doing with the what if series that there's just like some like okay, it's made up story just for fun, but they came out and said that's canon, which is cool because they're doing a the whole multiverse type thing. But even with that, you know, it's kind of like okay, where does this fit in the timeline? Where does this fit? And I'm not a super hardcore fan like that. I kind of enjoy the content, and it is what it is. But a lot of fans out there take this shit seriously, and you know, like if you do take it seriously, like shout out to you. Like you, you have a lot of time, a lot more time than I have. <laughs> uh, but uh, if you do take it seriously, like I, w- I would be upset too if like you know you fucking up my 
you know, my little board I have <laughs> when shit happens. But, <laughs> you know, Disney seems like they don't really care. And it just fit in so many things into, the, like, Star Wars, Marvel. And um, I'm pretty sure when they get their hands in another universe that they can, like, monetize, they're going to do that as well. No, yeah. Um, and, like, it's just, like, reached the whole point where it's, like, Simpsons doing, like, a Marvel special. It's like, come on. You own each other. Like, there's nothing of value in this, like, Marvel special from the Simpsons, you know? Exactly. Uh, but the one bigger movie that I'm intrigued by is, um, so I don't know. There's two sets of spoilers. One is like actual spoilers that I've not seen. And one is like, just like the mildest of like, oh, here's how people felt about this. Uh, but for, um, the matrix Four, the like not spoilers, the ones that I heard were like that in the test audiences, half of people thought it was the worst thing ever and half of people like loved it like based on one thing they do in the movie early on and that's my shit like i'm like yes so <laughs> there's feedback about hate. this already yeah like they had like a focus group and i guess like there's like a narrative thing that happens in the first like half an hour of like matrix 4 uh where like a bunch of people hate it but then like a bunch of people love it it's like split 50 50 uh... basically that sounds mind melting. That's what the Matrix is all about, though. It's like, you know, uh, subjective. Like, uh, okay, do I like this throughout? Not you just ask yourself questions throughout the whole movie. I like that. I want to know how the Matrix like deals with canon, though, because like the Matrix online was canon with the movie, so like they had like characters die and like stuff happen in like the MMO that like the Wachowski sisters were like, yeah, like. like I just like candy for this movie we're making. Yeah, and they made the Matrix video game as well. Uh, I think you played as Pickett, Jada Pickett's uh, character. It was something oh. like uh, one, <laughs> one word. <laughs> the fuck was she has like name? a really like Mortal Kombat name. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, Nairobi. Yeah. <laughs> Nairobi. Yeah, that was a dope game though. I had fun playing that shit, to be honest. That was, that was cool. It was like it fit right in with that. Remember Max Payne? Like the slow motion yeah. shooting shit. Like that was a cool era of gaming. But yeah, I, uh, do you know, if, is, was that canon? I don't know which of the games were canon. Like I know that like there was like one game where like at the end, like the directors came out in like the game and said that the fight scene from the movie isn't good for a game. So instead they made like, <laughs> a, like composite, like giant, like Agent Smith. <laughs> as a final boss which is dope I love that I never beat that game but that sounds crazy wow okay I mean like if your cast is just like the cast of the originals and like Michael B. Jordan that's probably gonna be an alright movie you know <laughs> oh shit he, was he cast for that already he's like the main character I think in like that Matrix 4 okay I, I missed the casting uh, blog about that I know they're trying debating about bringing Morpheus back and then they said they're bringing Neo back but they didn't know like how they would bring him back like was he going to be like what the fuck is the guy's name that was like the KFC looking motherfucker was he the Oracle no it wasn't Oracle what the fuck was the architect yeah there was some guy that was that they're like should we bring him as the architect or as like a Morpheus type figure so uh I'm interested so spoilers I guess for the Matrix Online, which I didn't play. Like, I just, like, heard this years later. But um, in that game, like, part of the story of, like, the second season or, like, whatever is that, like, Morpheus dies. But then, like, there's also, like, a point, like, later on in the game where, like, you realize that, like, Neo is alive. And, like, in, like, the Matrix, that's, like... Hmm. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. Wild. Yeah. I'm a huge Matrix fan, by the way. Like that was that's my shit. I love the fucking Matrix, but when they got the resurrection, it got a little bit too weird for me. And uh, like tap it into like the, all the biblical references and stuff like that was a little bit too deep. I like the Matrix. I just like the surface. Like okay, like the world is more than <laughs> what we're looking at. It's just look- wild. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. The drop and like technology will eventually like own humans. Like I love shit like that. Like every time I see a fucking 
what the fuck is that place the thing called boston dynamics yeah the fucking ro- every time i see a robot i saw one just before we got on this motherfucker is doing like crossfit type shit i'm like yo i'm not athletic enough to outrun one of these motherfuckers so every time i see one of those videos of of robots just going crazy i'm like we're done <laughs> and i work out like at least like three to four times a week but i'm not i running that motherfucker like he has no cardiovascular issues you know <laughs> no we were dealing with a lot back then because we had like the like uh blade movies the matrix movies Fucking, we had like uh, um, resident evil minority part really fucked me up remember that shit like yeah. the future crime type thing there's so much shit bro it's like what do you and then like i'm not sure if you saw the concept that they're doing i forget where you're making this at but you ever seen dublin shaman yeah yeah Remember how Taco Bell was like a fine dining? Yeah. <laughs> so they're really making one in New York, bro. Did you like see that? Based off Demolition Man or just like a general? Just like in they general. Like, like, just like, no, okay, like, this is like the next experience for Taco Bell. It's like they're making it. It's like, a, I'm like, yo, what is happening? Like, I, I can't handle what's going on in the world right now. Like, that was supposed to be a joke. <laughs> and they're I like mean, making like this, like, I'll send you. I'll send you like photos when we get off the pod. But like, I'm pretty sure whoever's listening to this has seen it. But they're doing like this high end restaurant in New York or wherever the fuck they're making it at. They uh, already have Taco some Bell. of those that like sell alcohol and stuff, and it's like waiter service and like it's like actual Mexican food. It's just the wildest to me. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, and then like, there's so much stuff that we see in movies from like the past that are kind of like starting to pop up now. It's like. It's crazy, bro. It's really crazy. I saw this old like ad for like um I guess in the eighties Burger King like had like a um like sit down dinner service where like they would like shut down the drive through and just like let you come sit in like at like a booth and give you popcorn and like have waiters and stuff. Burger King? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome to be honest. <laughs> And the person talking about it was like, oh, yeah, we just throw the popcorn on the floor and like scream the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yo, you live long enough, you'll see everything. That's what they always say, right? We're going to see some shit, man. Like, imagine what we're seeing now. Like, we got, well, at least least God willing, like, at least 30, 40 more years ago. And we already seen, like, some crazy-ass shit right now. So, it's going to be a wild ride, man. Definitely. We had a lot of weird sci-fi back then. Like, remember that movie where, um, like, Will Smith was with the robots and Shia LaBeouf was just trying to get pussy, and he was like, "Ah, oh, can I have your car?" <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing I remember from that movie is like the robot like didn't actually commit the crime and Shia Any- LaBeouf. Enemy of the State. Was that was oh, was that Insurance Candidate? No, that's iRobot. Insurance Candidate was uh, Denzel, right? Yeah, Denzel. Um, remember that movie where like. He Eagle was like Eye? really sad because, um, like Dakota Fanning died, so he killed a bunch of people in Mexico. Was that Eagle Eye? I think that's what it's called. I think Eagle Eye was Shia LaBeouf because he was like running wild for a minute. There's so many different movies with tech. So many. They don't really make tech movies like that anymore. I guess we're on to them. And they're like, we don't want to let anybody think we're invading their privacy, but they're still doing it. <laughs> I so think part of it is that like stuff's gotten too like slick where like it can't be like a weird like design the same way, you know? Yeah, like I feel you, but I think that like people are so paranoid about tech now and they're just trying to like let's not do that because people aren't gonna buy our products anymore. It's all about money. Right now there's like lots of like app based stuff too. It's like Yeah, I'm still waiting for the next app to replace uh instagram and facebook and i do think that it's going to be like a social currency type app you ever seen you ever ever watched black mirror uh yeah i have um like the like one that's like um you're getting points for toothpaste and stuff yeah i think that's the next app that comes out to be honest because that's just already in china apparently i think that's the next app that like you just rate your friends or you like let's say you open a door for somebody and they don't say thank you you give them like one star or some shit or if you're like behind somebody and don't hold door door open for you, you like give them a bad score. I think social currency is going to be the next wave. I'm kind of afraid of this shit, but we're getting super tinfoil hatty right now. So I've I don't been hearing speak. about that. 
And like I've like been hearing that like the like social currency stuff is like not it's happening in China. Straight up. No lie. No, like, I've been like hearing about like how it's like not actually happening like that. It's much more of like a credit score kind of thing. It's not like your like value as like a citizen. Like it's like a weird thing where like some website like ran with that and then like four different places like ran with it and then like it's everywhere, you know? Oh really? I watched a few documentaries about it and like apparently in China like they have cameras literally everywhere. And uh like they do like little things that dock your social credit score. Like if you jaywalk, they like face scan you, they dock your points for that. Uh I and- mean Yeah. I mean that does happen here too though. Like we have like tickets and stuff. That's true, but it's not affecting your social credit score. Just more like you get a ticket. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not affecting you like being able to leave the country or being able to live in a certain area. It's just like a fine. But far as face scans, like that hasn't happened yet. It's like more like a cop has to see you. But we'll it's see. It's the kind of thing where like, yeah, like it's like one of those things I've been hearing like for like a bit has been like a mistranslation or like a like bad yeah, representation. I hope it's not else. true. I don't, I really don't yeah. want that to happen at all because that's just going to lead to a world where everybody just being fake and I'm not sure if that's what people want but that's just going to happen it's people being fake which people are already fake like sure it's not a big difference but imagine you know like what's the meme like reality versus Instagram can you imagine like reality versus reality like you have to always be on <laughs> you it is literally the only place you could be yourself at is like at, at, at home which is crazy. And even at home, like you still have like recording devices like Alexa, your phone. Like, I don't know where we had it. Yeah, like, I don't know. Um, there's part of it, it's like um, nothing ever happens completely like at like full sprint in that way where like I feel like if it is like super focused, like everything has to be like super prepared, the standard will go down or like we'll break something. Like, I'm like not optimistic. But I'm definitely like, I know that I am always like one or two bad things, just like breaking some Bostic dynamics, like robots, like with like a bro, <laughs> like you know, like I would just like be out there, just like full Throw on like face on paint, <laughs> just like white hand of like Sauron on me, you know, just like ah. <laughs> yeah, man. I think I think we'll be fine, but uh. Just something to keep an eye out for. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of keeping eye outs, um, we, uh, this week, we're looking at uh, two new <laughs> series. <laughs> uh, we are, uh, we're checking out uh, Parahero Gundeen and Ultraman Trigger, the first episode of each. But first off, uh, let's talk a little bit about our um, little bonus episode last time. Basically, um, a pretty prominent actor in Kamen Rider Revice is a real racist piece of shit. So we just kind of wanted to like give air to that and say, hey, it might spoil watching the show for us. Like, we're not sure. And here for people. Um, mostly we heard like positive things or like shows people might like us to do. Um, there are some that are on the other list for me and Steph that like we're working through. So. We had a um, have an idea for that, like right, James? Yeah. So uh, we decided to at least get the first episode of was it revise? Yes, revise a shot and three others. So uh, we're not sure how we're going to do it yet. Right now, we're thinking about just watching uh, OPs uh, at the moment. But if we have more time, we probably watch uh, the first episodes of all four. And then uh, we'll decide which series we want to follow um, after that. But, uh, yeah, we're really not sure what we're going to feel like after watching Revise. So we want to keep our options open. And I feel like, you know, leaving it up to three other shows is plenty enough. What do you think, Kip? Yeah, because we also said, like, like we, um, like, would pair, like, a show with, like, Gokaiju, which is a show that, like, I know we'll like. So, like, if, like, we pick, like, a random other, like, Kamen Rider show or, like, Ultraman show... It'll be fun, like, uh, just, you know, um, 
looking at stuff is like a good way to just like get a sense and go into what is like a long term project without feeling bad. It's like if like we were in like some stretches that we had with like previous shows with also like just a bad feeling about watching it like beyond the quality of the show itself that wouldn't have been like a productive way to be or like live our lives you know make a show and yeah so um we're gonna um take some more suggestions like have a list and like narrow that down like um be like a small like side part um like where we go through and like uh pick those like um like four and then yeah we will uh the only thing we're trying to figure out right now uh guys is that uh we don't know if we should do like a draft uh or throw it back to like we had a dice game remember that shit kit we had a dice game to figure (laughs) out what we watch next or i mean that would be fun as hell honestly yeah like i mean we're we're open to like anything but we don't want to have to feel like we're bogged down with have to do revise like because we literally don't have to watch revise but uh, want to leave our options open, but we just don't know how we're going to go about watching or following the next Kama Rider show or Toku show in general. So, uh, if you guys have any ideas of what we should do, dice game, draft, or uh, anything, just let us know. You just hit up Kip and uh, we'll plug the email. You know the vibes. Yeah, podcast at KamaRiderFan.com. And also, if you want to DM us on Twitter or like message us or like whatever but uh we're, we're like at common riders me on like twitter instagram but for right now uh we did take a little trip and uh look at uh some different stuff and yeah. uh my thought is let's talk about parahero gundine first sweet I, I saw the like show notes and it was uh trigger first but i definitely want to talk about this one first yeah <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say is the premise for this show? Uh, the premise, in my opinion, is very unique. Um, I've heard about a similar take to this in the manga uh, genre. Uh, it was about a para-athletic uh, group of basketball players called Real, and it kind of followed suit um, from the, uh, the author of Slam Dunk. And I heard really good things about that. And uh, me personally... I wasn't into sports anime or sports toku stuff until maybe a few years ago when I first started watching a uh, haiku and uh Kuruko's basketball. So when you ran this past me uh last or two weeks ago, I was kinda stoked. I'm like, oh that sounds fun. You know, I really don't really yeah. get to see a lot of uh para athlete representation or like kind of stories ever. So uh I had to hop on our opportunity to check this out and uh I thought it was really fun, man. Like, this is probably one of the best Tokush uh, first episodes I've seen in a long time. What'd you think? Oh, yeah. Um, I was definitely a little uh, mixed on this. Because, like, on one hand, I was like, okay, like, I'm glad this is, like, doing the thing where, like, once in a while, there's, like, a short, non-major franchise, like, Toku show that, like, will try to be for, like, a different audience, like this definitely wasn't going for like the strictly kid. Like this felt more of like a like drama, like mm-hmm. let's hit people at like 8 PM versus like at like 8 AM kind of thing. Like, so, um, I definitely had some issues though, personally. Like I was kind of like, okay, some stuff I'm seeing. That's not make me like feel great about it. Okay. Uh, we don't really disagree too much, but it sounds like we're going to disagree about this one. What do you, what do you like about it? Uh, did you ever see like that like Frankie Muniz movie like <laughs> Miracle in like Lane 2 where he's like a like soapbox raper- uh, racer? I believe I saw it once but I can't remember any like beats from it. I definitely got the vibe watching this that like it definitely had some issues of um 2000s sports movies about disability or like about like poverty or that kind of thing where it was like felt like a little bit like old as like the kind of thing where like we spent years getting these movies and talking about some issues of like tokenism and stuff like that and here i definitely felt like it was like it should be isn't this cool as is happening but as somebody like who's seen lots of those like movies like movies like 
the blind side or stuff like million dollar baby it's just like okay like there's different ways like different groups get depicted and stuff where i was like okay this is like not there yet but we've already had these conversations you know yeah but i see what you're saying but i love movies like this because they bring attention to you know stories that aren't being told consistently um like for me like my favorite part about this first episode and i didn't know it was a miniseries so i'm gonna go ahead and go ahead and finish it because i liked it so much was that throughout watching it the uh the question of why miss foku wouldn't take daishi as a uh i guess like as a student i guess a coach's person as a student or why she wouldn't train daishi was kind of ambiguous for like a big lump sum of the show it's kind of like made you question thoughts in your head like kind of guessing why she didn't want to do it and come to find out it was just because of a move he made during the race it wasn't because he was a para-athletic you know like it kind of like has you feeling like guilty like oh it's because he's in a wheelchair she doesn't want to be his coach you know it's kind of like why did she want to do it and then when like the reason came out why she didn't want to do it it was like oh shit so it's kind of like outside looking in and then when you figure out why she's doing it it was like oh and it kind of like took you on a ride as far as like the eyes of someone not being able to being able to relate to someone that they're potentially going to train because, you know, Miss Miss Fuki or Fukai <laughs> was, uh, you know, she's not a pure athlete athlete, but she's familiar with being an athlete. So she knows what it takes to be the best. She knows what it takes to train. So for her to take on Daishi as a student is a huge challenge, but she was up for it. But she just wanted to make sure that he was able to pass the test, which is coming to find her the next day and be like, yo, like, even though I messed up and I made a move, it wasn't because I didn't not want to win. It was because, you know, like I had people there cheering me on. So I kept a smile on my face, but I fucking hate losing. And me, like, you know, loving sports and loving hearing like post game interviews and in the mind of an athlete, maybe I took onto this show a little bit different than, you know, someone else would, but I, I love shit like that. No, something that, um, I liked, but then like, had different perspective on i think was like i liked starting the show i was like oh this is from her perspective she's the main character here she's yeah. got the um like viewpoint and she like has like the like fourth wall stuff which i liked however so, not to cut you off but i didn't like how the show started i, I hate when <laughs> shows start off like in the mix of shit and i'm just confused like what's going on and then they're like okay such and such hours or days later or before like i don't like that so Sorry to cut you off, but I didn't like how the show started off. But no, maybe Saber should started that way. Like it should have been like, yeah, Toma's in like a fight, and there's like a person on the ground, and he's like, "Hey, you might be wondering, but this is me." <laughs> kind of goes like bow trick bow wow, and then like it goes like back over to like his bookstore. Yeah, That'd that might have helped Saber, but I'm not a fan of <laughs> you know like rewinding time at the in the first episode. No, um, the thing that I think maybe pushed it for me a little bit is that, um, so I've looked, this is the third series I've looked at that's a short run drama this year. That's like a, like toku drama. Um, other two I'm thinking of are, um, Daimajin Kanan and, um, Goryanger. Um, and basically like, they're the same kind of thing, like where it's like, oh, hey, like, late night show that's like more like a drama in like that lens but the thing that kind of took me out watch this one was, was like oh all of these have female main characters and none of them are the hero yeah like none of them have the powers and Tell like that's the formula for these i guess you know yeah but with this one i really didn't see uh miss fukai as the main character i just saw her as a narrator you saw her as the main character? Yeah, and, like, I like her fine. Like, I liked the way that, like, when we saw, like, very briefly, um, her old, like, rival from when she was running that was, like, this person, and, like, they got across that she feels, like, held back by her lack of drive, and, like, the parallel there is, like, oh, her lack of drive is with his and is like with his like ability and like that was cool and stuff but also i was just like 
I kind of wish just she got to be the hero a little bit, you know? Yeah, I could see that, but I really didn't see her as the main character. I just saw her as a narrator, but I could see why some, why you could see her as the uh, main character, though. I mean, that's just based off the first episode, but I just thought she was being the narrator of uh, Daishi's story. Though there was a one other short run drama this year that like I like watched um for Toku that had like a female character. Um she was actually the main character in that one, like this actress, and she actually there weren't any real heroes in that one. So that was good. But um I actually the one other problem was like I like so like the like dude playing like um Daishi. Um he is a common writer like Zio. So like we watched him in that like crossover movie with like Zero One. Okay. Dude is him? not disabled. Yeah. Oh, 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 I was gonna ask you that. Was he really a real life paraf paraf? But he's not. Yeah. Huh. And like that's what I mean of like that's the kind of conversations we're having now about yeah. like representation that like if this is the first Toku series or like one of the few series in Japan that like deals with like para athletes, they're not going to be having that conversation. But like it kind of stands out like from like another perspective, and like that just like will happen sometimes in Tokyo, you know? Yeah, that kind of like takes a little bit of the uh, luster from it for me. I thought he was actually a para athlete. I didn't know he was a uh, was it comrade ZL? You said yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That kind of sucks. I thought it was like yeah, like was and stuff. Remember that? Paraf- yeah, that kind of sucks. Yeah, and like, not be a downer because like, I like the a lot of the interactions. Like, I like his family. Like, I like how they meet an alien, and the first thing that they do is like, he's hot, and we can't let the government <laughs> know. <laughs> Those are two things people say about the alien. Yeah, that's just funny. Because like, like, goo, uh, yeah. well, goo. It's yeah. goo. Like, it's always the first word a fucking thing that can't speak English says. That's Oh, well, that's his name. Goo. <laughs> like, imagine that, like, you crash land on, like, an alien planet and you meet, like, a bunch of, like, bird people and, like, forever they're just calling you, my ribs are cracked. And, like, they never, <laughs> or, like, actually use your name or something. Or you're saying, like, food and water. And they're like, oh, food. Food and water. <laughs> Like his no name is Fudo Wataru. He's the what? next anime protagonist. Jesus. Oh, Fudo you know Wataru. there would totally be like an anime like where this guy like crash lands and like has like amnesia, but he like asks for food and water, so they call him like Fudo Wataru or something. <laughs> or like SOS. That's not go that's not like Goofils. He's like, yo, these motherfuckers are so dumb. <laughs> Yeah, Goo's got that uh, young tassel like energy. Like Goo's gonna like go like great places. I think he has that uh, K-pop uh, <laughs> vibe to him. Kind of looks like somebody from BTS. Yeah, like he was like, like a sugar? pretty ass boy when he showed up. Yeah, yeah. Like you're hot. I'm like yeah, he was probably like a, a K-pop star or some shit. I did like the ending though. Like that song was really good, and like the stuff where they showed like. All the green screen scenes were like very good. Yeah, like that a lot. This is I have fun, man. I'm kind of I'm kind of no, a lot of fun. Sad you're down on it, man. I I really enjoyed this one. I'm probably gonna finish, gonna finish it too, it. honestly. So I got to. I'm too. I'm too invested. No, maybe it'll like win me back. Like at first, I was like, "Ooh, I've been seeing a lot of this lately." I maybe it's because it's so different from what we've been watching that I was like, "Ah, something." No, a breath of fresh air. Like, I like this kind of shit. Maybe that's why. Or it's because I've been watching so much Saber. I'm like, oh, finally something that's not Saber. I don't know. I can't call it. <laughs> but I really have fun watching. I think that Saber should have... Um, <laughs> Maybe Tomu should have been yeah. fucking, you know, like, had something, like, off about him. that Like, like a disability or maybe he had, like, a, maybe, like, a writing, writer's block. Okay. You know, just like some kind of challenge, you know? So had I had an idea for a like cover writer series. It's like one of the ones where if like I'm ever doing like a radio drama, I'm like, oh, let's make it talk a little bit. 
Um, and for that one, like the main dude um, has been like a common writer for like a little while, like a year or two. And um, he has a prosthetic leg, but it's just the leg from when he's transformed. And then like when he transforms, like the armor goes over the rest of his body, but not that like prosthetic leg. It's oh, already shit. there. Yeah, so I wanted That's to. Wow. Like, like, there's no escaping his his prosthetic leg. Like, when he transforms, he has to face it. That's cool. I like that. But uh, speaking of no escape, we're back to Ultraman. Pew 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 pew. <laughs> uh, and this is Ultraman Trigger, which uh, the rough thing here is that when Ultraman kind of like had a new generation of like shows in the '90s, there's a show called Ultraman Tiga. That was very popular, um, like probably the most popular the show's ever been. Um, and um, they can't use any footage from that show anymore because, like, the main actor is a, like a part of the um, talent agency Johnny's, which, like, you might have heard about from like so, like the, the like Yakuza video games not being put out on like on, like PC or something. But um, so this show is like being marketed as like a next generation Tiga Ultraman trigger. Like that's like how like important it is, but hmm. yeah. Um and like the main premise that like we get here is that uh on Mars there is a like a like human settlement and part of their job is to look at um like super ancient like ruins and there we meet a like botanist who is working on a plant that he wants to kind of uh, raise on Martian soil. But however, ancient evil awakens. And he then becomes Ultraman Trigger. And uh, what do you think of this show, James? Uh, so this is the one I was a little bit down on. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, surprisingly. Shocker. <laughs> um, for what it's worth, I usually like the Ultraman uh shows overall in the long run but i can never grasp their how someone's selected to be ultraman like why the fuck is this guy chosen as ultraman because he wants to make people smile i i don't get it that's what kind of threw me off uh i like that he's a plant whisperer shout out to all the plant dads and plant moms out there but i don't understand why he was chosen to bear the uh Ultraman armor kind of was kind of jarring for me I'm just like okay like that but overall like as far as cinematically super dope the fighting scenes were amazing uh all the other casting were dope uh I really liked it overall but I could never get past how someone is selected to be Ultraman I just can't get past that ever I don't know why what'd you think uh as far as like that goes I think the basic gist is that um Ultraman, like, the various Ultra people are, like, all people who, like, need to be in, like, direct sunlight to survive, and they can't survive on Earth. So, like, it's, like, more like a Venom situation where, like, Ultraman, like, bonds with somebody. And, like, and like back in the day, it was like, oh, sorry, I landed on you, and you die if I'm not bonded with you. So I want to stay alive as long as I'm here on Earth. So and, because like, he likes plants, like, the light in the plant, is that, like, the correlation with that? He had a good heart, or maybe he was just the only person there. But yeah, like it's just kind of like a yeah, oh, that's kind of you showed like some courage thing. That always kind of like leaves me kind of like what the fuck just happened. But um, I mean, I guess that's if the, if that's the history of the character, I can't really like talk shit about it. But I, I never understand how someone looks like that is Ultra. From what I've seen, I'm pretty sure a lot of a lot of the Ultraman series make sense, but. The ones that I've seen, I'm always confused about it. But I did like uh, the ones that we watched, uh, what was that, a couple months ago? Maybe last year. The, it was we, a minute. We watched Ultraman. Um, yeah, those were cool. Like, they were selected into, like, a uh, like a, like a group. Like they were yeah, we watched four different Ultraman shows. Yeah, those were cool. wild. Those were cool. But this, this selection was kind of off. So, for Ultraman, we watched... The original episodes, uh, one right. of four different shows. We watched episode one of 
the original show, Ultraman Nexus, Ultraman X, Ultraman Taiga. So, yeah, that was like two years ago now. Because that was like uh, like back in episode 23 when we had uh, Professor Jason Chen on here, which was fun. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the ones I remember the most were uh, the, the very first Ultraman series and then uh, the one with the uh, the time element to it. Like somebody's come back from the past or the future. Those were okay, the two yeah. that stand out the most. I can't remember the names of them, but those are my favorite out of the little bunch we wa- we watched. For the most part, it's like somebody who dies in like the first fight becomes the host, basically. Okay. Bring back to life, but yeah, no. Um, I liked this show as far as like the action and stuff. Where I was like, oh, like, this is like fun action. The characters make sense. I like that they're just on Mars and they don't care if it makes sense. They're just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck this, we're on Mars. <laughs> yeah, when they zoomed out and they're on Mars, I'm like, oh, this is different. And I do like how, like, shit's going on on Earth. And, like, yeah, like, Mars seems kind of, like, you know, like, under development, but, like, they're like, fuck, fuck Earth, we're just here now trying to make it work, but these plants won't grow. And now they have to go back to Earth. I do like that concept, but, like I said, like, the only thing that was kind of weird for me was the wise what's his name kango i'm just like why is he ultraman but i mean it is what it is was that how tango was uh taiga was selected did you, did you watch that one the original i forget how taiga in the original ultraman it's like ultraman accidentally blows up this dude's plane and like bonds of him i think taiga got killed by the monster and then the Ultraman like bonded with him, if I'm remembering pr- properly. Okay. But no, um, I like how Ultraman is like a gentle character. Like, it's reached the point like where there's like multiple, um, there's multiple like monsters who are like considered just like natural monsters that like aren't bad, like and like don't even get killed when they show up, and it's more like leading them away or like to like another place and there's like actually evil monsters like that's how like much the series goes into like like recurring monster stuff where it's like oh like don't worry about these turtle guys they're just natural you know and like that's like a cool concept to me i think this episode at least um sets up a lot uh and i like how simple it is like it didn't feel like oh we're seeing like so many toys and so many options like immediately and i was like okay maybe this will be like a more restrained show too because like there's definitely like that issue lately where like i'm just always like man i there's too much stuff going on with like like this belt and this thing you know for me well that's how i felt watching it because like the difference between this this series and the last one you watched, you could tell like this is more of a machine. Like it was so many like commercials, like advertising like toys and characters we haven't seen yet. Like they're like ready to like let this shit hit the the market. So I was like, okay, so you could definitely tell like Ultraman's more of a machine versus uh the last series we talked about. I, I forget the name of it, Para or something. Is <laughs> more of like an indie drama, trying to make a name for itself type thing, which felt more like uh genuine and more uh more my speed versus like the well-oiled machine no yeah um i was excited they took down the first video to put this one up but that first video had like two million views it was wild and like they filled it with like commercials and stuff and there's so much going on but also i'm just kind of like okay now do common rider like now put that on youtube with subs like yeah that's some money right there and then yeah. you'd get to see like all like the Kamen Rider Saber like fish sausage commercials or like yeah the gummies or whatever. Yeah, I remember uh, when I, the first time watching Game. That was like the first series that I saw commercials in was a uh, Kamen Rider Game. Didn't really see any in double, uh, but uh, I remember Game had a lot of commercials in it. If they're funny, the fan subbers will like keep them in. But if they're not, they just like mostly like don't get shown yeah i don't really mind them it's just like it just shows you like his levels to you know different toku shows like once you get to that point you can actually like it's like uh i'm pretty sure you've seen like a youtuber like start out and like they're just like making content 
And then all of a sudden they start this episode or video sponsored by it's like, okay, like I respect it. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's part of the game. This Ultraman <laughs> is sponsored by Blue Chew. Get some fresh food. <laughs> yeah, Have a nice like, night. Yeah, you gotta pay the bills, you know. No, um it's the kind of thing too where I think like it's like weirdly segmented too, because like um we watch so much stuff whether it's Toku or like Marvel movies or like what have you without commercials like it's much more of like a streaming thing but like it's like so weird to be like oh I forgot that like they have like a Lego playset for like Falcon Winter Soldier or like whatever you know but it's like oh like there's so much stuff going on like I think it's just uh, I for me my favorite Toku is like back in the early 2000s when like a lot of stuff was like really moody and they're like oh there's lots of kids watching this and then like it took them a couple of years to realize they should probably like play to the kids <laughs> but uh, a lot of moms too let's get really angsty for those moms and kids it's gonna be great <laughs> but no um, keep it up I think they've like put up the first like, four or five episodes so far on YouTube what's the uh, what's the schedule for how many episodes I don't know. Um, Ultraman had like some weird money stuff a couple years ago, so like their shows have slowly been like getting longer from like twelve to like twenty four to like twenty six to. I'm guessing this is like a half year, like a like two core like twenty five episode show. Okay, but there's a lot of stuff we can look at uh, when we're drafting stuff, though. And I think uh, probably find like a fun like Ultraman there too to look at something like a couple years old that people like. Yeah, we'll find we'll find something. And that's what we think of Ultraman. Uh, it's good that it it did well on YouTube. Uh, and the fight scenes are all right. Yeah, that was one of the best uh, cinematic uh, Toku fights that I've seen since we started uh, the pod. To be honest, like the camera angles that it had. So uh, I already know, like, if that's what they're doing in the first episode, it's going to get progressively better throughout the series. That's something to look out for if you guys are uh, looking into getting the trigger because the fights are so sick. And the monster design was pretty dope, too. Yeah, and, like, I like um, how simple things are. It's like, okay, we have, like, a set that looks like a like, countryside, and we're going to, like do some CG, but also, like, just have some people standing on this, like, soundstage, and well, that's just, like, all that I need sometimes, like, you heard me, and I was like, man, I did not care about, like, Hong Kong and Godzilla versus Kong, I didn't care about, like, the underworld <laughs> over there at. Yeah. You're fighting on Mars, you know? And, like, even though they did have, like, the CGI uh, sets, they did like have a few moments of like you know like practical effects like the little mud scene when like Ultraman's getting his face shoved in the mud. I did like that scene a lot too. I'm like okay, so they like slowed it down a little bit and like did a little bit of like you know practical effects here and there to uh, you know slow it down and uh, it was cool. I liked it a lot. No, back when they had like um, the actual suit for Godzilla and the suit actor on fire for a scene because they're like oh like this looks like looks the best. <laughs> 60s let's do that yeah bring back practical effects man no but um a practical effect of our lives though is that uh we don't do this show every day and we have a lot of other stuff going on so people find you when you're uh not how about toku yeah you guys can find me on twitter uh instagram and twitch at copacetic senpai where can they find you, Kip? You can find me um, on Twitter.com as James Ford. You can find the podcast at Cup and Ride with me on Twitter and Instagram. There is Cup and Ride with me.com. There is podcast at Cup and Ride with for your questions and your comments and stuff you want to submit. Uh, please leave us a five star review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, we, um, uh, there's also Cup and Ride where there will be some articles. There is Cup and Ride slash episodes for links to all the stuff com slash merch for all of our merch. And uh, for next time, we finished Comrade Saber. Uh, I didn't realize it was going to be over so soon, but uh, that's um, the next four episodes, so 44 through 47. 
And then oh, the time shit. after that. So our next yeah. plot is the penop- penultimate episode. No, it's oh. the final episode. Whoa! Wait, what? Two weeks from now is the last episode. Oh, I'm not ready. I thought with the Olympics that we were gonna get like two more episodes, but Whoa, I guess it's wait. only one. They're wrapping it up in two episodes. No, we have four episodes. So I thought that we're gonna crap it into one. They were gonna um skip three weeks, but then they skipped one week, and then the next week they were like, "Haha, we're still on. Fuck the Olympics." <laughs> And they yeah. just wet. Okay. So next pod is our last uh, saber pod, or we have two more. N- next pod is our last saber pod. Wow. Uh, coming up soon, I think, um, is episode 100 as well. It's episode 95. So in five weeks, is episode 100, which will be fun. Wow. Yeah, saber kind of snuck up on me. The guy was like, oh, I- Episode 46 is out. That's like two or three more episodes I thought they were going to air since we stopped watching for the re- these two weeks. But yeah. yeah. I don't know how they're going to stick this landing, but we'll see. Oh, we got to make our predictions then, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't make All right, me. First, who's your MVP for these two shows we watched? And then uh, second... Okay, so my MVP for this batch of two first episodes is uh, Daichi. Who's yours? Uh, I'm going to give it for uh, Fukai. I think uh, she <laughs> is... I love Fukai so much. She's doing a lot with a little bit. Uh, and she's bad as hell. So yeah. let's go there. Uh, chemistry is crazy, too. Yeah, great chemistry. Yeah, she's definitely got that like whole, like, ah, I'm very astonished. Yeah, she feels like a coach, and, you know, the guy, even though he's not a para-athlete, he feels like one, so they got a good mix going on. And what do you think is, we got four more episodes to cover our saber. Now, by now, people have seen three of them, so (laughs) (laughs) I really thought they were taking three weeks off, to be fair. I was like, oh, this is great. Watch Space Jam 1, Space Jam 2. Didn't do any of that. (laughs) <laughs> great troll uh predictions man like how can you predict this show this show's the most unpredictable show of all time i mean i think the last time we talked about the show what was it disaster's gone right yeah disaster uh, disaster's the, gone they so killed their have, second immortal character yeah so storius is the last of the magic incorporated um do you think we're gonna get some like new characters how many new characters are we get how we get these last four episodes no there's no way to bring in new characters you think they will i think toma gets a new form at some point because why not like the last episode probably oh here's well, my almighty writer for here's my i'll write the story form yeah for sure he's getting a new form for sure but i wonder how the uh Shindai siblings come back because you know they like did a cameo. So <laughs> <laughs> are they going to feel like they're the main great if they now? were here? <laughs> I like, think they're probably back so. for these. They have to be back, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but how do they come back on like Zenkaiger? Which would be they great. come back like we need more screen time. You know, like we just carried the show during our break. I um, wonder if they're going to kill off most of the cast, but like. The kind of way where, like, they're dead for two episodes and then, like, the world gets reset or something, you know? Man. That feels like Saber to me, right? Yeah, we're losing people left to right. We lost his ass. We lost, uh, um, Tassel. We lost all the midget. Uh, damn. I think Do that get- okay. either Toma or, uh, what's the kid's name? I fucking forgot his name. Caliber son. The fuck? Oh, fuck Kento, right? <laughs> yeah, Kento. Like it's between one of them. One of them is gonna die. Uh okay. Tomo's waiting for something to happen, but I don't think he will die because he has to write the book. I think that once this uh Man, show ends, Kento didn't do anything after he like came back. Yeah. Huh? I think I think he sacrificed himself for the gang. 
And uh, yeah, I think I think everybody survives besides Kento. I think he's the one that goes because he's okay. Doctor Strange, so he knows how everything's going to pan out. He's like, this is how I have to fix the world. The last episode hasn't come out, but I do see a synopsis for it. I think we care enough that we don't care about being spoiled, maybe. What do you think? Should we just like read the what is the final episode? Because like they didn't have like special what's going to happen, fate of the world stuff in these. Yeah, I don't care. No. Yeah, spoiler warning. Uh, we're going to talk about the synopsis of the last episode. And by that, it's like the like teaser more. Uh, but. The source of the swordsman powers and source of stories, the Wonder World, disappears. And as stories vanish from the world, so does the world itself. Yuri advances onward while faced with his own disappearance as Luna races the sea to him before it's all over. Okay, so like Wednesday. Um, Rintaro and Ren force themselves forward with the last, the last round with their strength. Just then, their wonder books lose their powers. The wonder world completely disappears. When the world vanishes, so does Toba. Everything is preceded as it has been written with the pages of, of the Almighty Tome. In the midst of the world's greatest crisis, do you know a story you could never forget? Yeah. <laughs> so sounds like, sounds like every gone. episode. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Toba's never challenged throughout this whole show, so it's like, why is he going to sacrifice himself now? You know what I mean? Crazy. That could be like a one punch man thing where it's like, oh man, I just like keep doing better than stuff. So I'm just gonna like keep taking <laughs> risky and riskier stuff to like hopefully get challenged by this. <laughs> yeah, sure, I'll disappear. You thought. Uh yeah, like that could have been any episode of the show. Yeah, like even though you read it, it really didn't spoil anything because it sounds like every <laughs> other episode, to be honest. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like what I thought, I was like, "This is nothing. This is just like, oh, they're gonna yeah. lose their powers of the Wonder very World." Very vague, and... just like every other episode. It's very like, "Where is this headed?" And it sucks that that was the last episode synopsis. Wow, it's crazy, bro. It's so crazy. What do they do to try and give us some, some like some sympathy for Storius before he dies? Like, what do they do? Oh, like the it, typical anime character, like death. He sees like, his all I wanted was some friends. Uh, and then he sees his friends and he dies. I think before he dies, he kind of like snaps out of it and realizes that he just killed or has something to do with all of his friends dying. Like he has a flashback to like uh, Zuos, Tassel. Uh, what the, what's the other fucking guy's name? Um, <laughs> Legaliel. Yeah, 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 that guy. I think he has like a flashback. Uh, it's like, oh shit, what have I done? I think he has that kind of uh, awakening and just dies. Toba's going to say some basic ass shit. Like, stories aren't for you alone. They're meant to be shared, people. And then stories will be like, huh? And then, like, die as he pictures a campfire with his friends from, like yeah, a thousand years ago. He's definitely going to have a flashback of his, of his friends. And he's like, oh shit, like, what did I do? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of like the most predictable flashback or come to Jesus moment. I hope that whatever they do, they just at this point just put your foot down on the like on the pedal as hard as you can, like into the yeah, wall. Just, yeah, just just like waste all the gas, like just like leave your car on the side of the road. Don't even try to make it to the gas station. Just rev that shit out. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> Take Rintaro's sword and like don't play glue it safe. to like Toma's mouth and have him be like Zora from One Piece. Just go yeah. for it. Go over the top. Just like leave us like, wait, what? Like just let that shit out, please. Have like the final slash, like Toma gets knocked out of his like transformation, then he hits Dorius with an actual book. That's how he beats him. <laughs> I, I, I can still see like the ending happening as well as like the one I said like he's like writing a book and it's like all like he's like daydreaming he wakes up like oh you were there so that's still in play that's what then is in play I mean just one last thing I duty to double down I did say that Toba's final form he would have a pen that went in his belt in the place of his sword he did get a new sword instead um, I'm gonna call that in the last four episodes, 
Toma has to block a sword with a pen because he's writing a story and it transforms into a sword. If that doesn't happen, um, <laughs> I will just do like the like cinnamon challenge, like whatever kind of <laughs> weird stuff. I'll just like snort some wasabi or something. It's <laughs> like I want air. Yeah, we do need some. We need, we need to start making like YouTube content just to like have like a different <laughs> source. But that would be a great first vid. Is you hey chucking on cinnamon? <laughs> Turns out in this like sword based author series, nobody made any pet and sword jokes. And like you before so you take the, the like, and after you the take the scoop of cinnamon, you put a toku helmet on of your choice. And, like you just like coughing and like you see like the cinnamon flying through like the eyeballs of the mask. It's just like me wearing like a diving helmet, and then and, like, like Halloween's coming my up too. So. Just like dropping like cumin down it. There you go. We got Halloween content already. The Halloween. Let's just do horror movies. Fuck it. Yeah, or Toku themed episode Halloween episode. That'd be dope. Yeah, here on Fox Kids, just like be like, hey, How like was- the Power Rangers had like a like one, you know. How do you say it? How does Michael Myers relate it to Toku? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He has a mask on. Kind of Toku-ish. <laughs> I was going to say earlier that if the Matrix Jason? takes place in the Matrix, everything in the Matrix is practical effects. Ah. Really, like, we turned this show into, like, a, a, a show and tell, like, what are we watching next time? It's like, Watching the honeymooners, I was like, "Why are we watching honeymooners?" Well, because this is why it's Toku. <laughs> no, nah, but what the what the horror uh, villains we could do like Leatherface, uh, you know, uh, Michael Myers, Jason. Who else wears a mask? We do like Pumpkinhead, like all those like Pumpkinhead, real like practical uh, effects ones too. What the fuck is the movie? Uh, Trick or Treat. All Texas the- Chainsaw. Are you thinking of? Are you thinking of like a Texas Chainsaw? Or are you thinking of um, like Urban Legend? I'm trying to think what it could be. Yeah, Scream? Leatherface. Leatherface, yeah. You ever seen Trick or Treat with the pumpkin hair guy? Uh, have you ever seen Satan's Little Helper? Nah, I haven't. <laughs> oh, you're just like, nah. No, <laughs> I've seen Trick or Treat, yeah. Yeah, we can have some fun in October. No, um... Satan's Little Helper is like this like movie. It's super low budget, but it's like this kid like meets like Hannibal Lecter basically and like takes him trick or treating and like what halfway through the movie figures out that he's like not a good guy. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> Oh, I thought we were like hitting people with like cars for fun. Santa's <laughs> <laughs> little helper. That sounds like a trip. It's called like Satan's Little Helper. It's the best oh. movie. Now we do like werewolves. Watch the mummy movie with Brenda Fraser. So much stuff. (laughs) Yeah, so much content for October. Can't wait. But that's what that's what we've learned. Uh, You can make anything Toku as long (laughs) as you can argue about it. (laughs) 